feel like everybody's right and everybody's wrong. 100%. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys. Come in with a purpose, and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it. From the majors to the sandlot, baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to the farm system. Fellas, fellas, fellas. And the ladies. There he is. Oh, it is also National uh, uh, Women's Day today. So, and the ladies. Shout out to Tay Nikki P. And 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 also and also to uh, Tanky's uh, sister. Yeah. Also, what's her name again? Uh, Gigi. Gigi. And also Gigi. Shout out. Shout out. Welcome back to another episode of the Farm Podcast. I know you guys love that intro. That was a long one. Oh, Tanky is joining us today. Tank and also uh, Cody Mac Daddy. <laughs> we may give him another name, Mac Daddy, Pimp Daddy, uh, Puppy Puppy Champion. The all of the above. Yeah, all of the above. Um, we are back. Hey, we're in season, Code. Sir. In season and some things, some normal things. In all of my years, <laughs> there's some normal things that happen at this time of the year um, from a couple different areas, and I wanted to kind of touch on these, and I think these are big for this time of the year. Um. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. You got, actually, I guess you could go everything all around, right? So you got uh, the guys where everything is going amazing. Mm. Man, I'm 10 for 12. Mm. I'm unbelievable, but I've hit four jacks. I've never hit like this in my life, right? right? Everything I'm doing is working. All of that, awesome, all right? I got some, I got some news for you. The Valley's coming, all right? And it's not if, it's when. All right, the valley is coming, I promise you, okay? So we're gonna talk about that, right, and how to handle that if everything's going great for you um, and knowing that the valley's probably gonna come and what are you gonna do, how can you prepare for that before we get in? Um, also, you got a whole bunch of guys that's the extreme opposite. Man, I'm 0 for 20, I'm 0 for 15, <laughs> right? Coach said my swing sucks, right? They're gonna bench me. Um, I'm already benched, I didn't start the year. You know, I didn't start the year playing. Um, I haven't been playing well. I thought I was going to start. Got all of that, right? Mm -hmm. And then you got a whole bunch of people in the middle that are just lukewarm, mm. right? Oh, okay, not bad. But, you know, not hot or cold. It's just kind of in between, and I've been doing that too as well. So we're going to kind of talk through uh, managing those things. And then also the private side of all that, like having your own private hitting coach, talking with your coaching staff about, like, the good, bads, uglies, all that stuff too. Um some perspective that I've had and also to from you now to code is stepping in this arena of these high schools. I know that there's a lot of conversations that come through with that um, and managing all those things as well. Um, Cause that's one thing I know that we talk about a lot is one of the things I think that people don't understand that it's a coaching conversation that we do a lot is training our hitters, how to talk to coaches right. um, and how to communicate. <laughs> right. We talk about that in school, right. That we, in school, we never had those, you know, like, I know when I got to college, I took a class, uh, you know, like you have your public speaking classes. Uh, there's some people that have, you know, obviously communication majors or, you know, effective communication, things like that as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a crucial skill that obviously we need to have when we have disagreements or and or if we see things from different perspectives. Right. And more often than not, um, especially in those type of environments, uh, players feel almost, I wouldn't say hopeless, but like, um, um maybe like they don't have leverage, right? Or uh, they don't have a place where they could speak about certain things and express right. how they feel or what they're going through. Um, and that maybe they don't have a, a voice right. more than anything. So, yeah. yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you take just on the initial topic? I know yeah. we kind of just, I was no, like, I was like, man, I we mean, should do a pod. I think everybody that's uh, played high school, college, beyond or whatever has experienced this to some extent, you know, um, I've experienced it myself personally. Um, you know, having to learn how to communicate with coaches and uh, how that's going to um, how that would allow me to uh, continue to uh, progress and, and work on things, but also still have confidence. Um, and then also to, uh, you know, from like a leadership standpoint is uh, communication uh, between the players and the coaches. Um, you know, there does need to be some buddy or a group of people uh in my opinion that can kind of bridge that gap for what the coach is trying to get across but maybe some kids typically the the ones that aren't the leaders at that point in time 
yep. um, to get the message across of what's really being said and what really mm-hmm. needs to be done. Um, so I definitely think it's a crucial topic and it's definitely a skill set that, um, like you said, I, I talked to every one of our hitters at some point in time to some extent, some mm-hmm. more than others, obviously, about how yeah. to communicate to coaches, um, trainers as well, um, you know, whether they have other trainers uh, on top of us too. Mm. Um, just because it's a very important skill uh, in life in general, let alone to be able to um, continue to do what you want to do on the field mm. and off the field. So yeah, um, you watch it, you watch into my spider web because I was gonna say uh, big thing is you know I'm gonna spin it back biblical for a second is that I think one of the big things that you have as well is like let's say it goes either way. Um, sometimes I'll have the same thing as like man like uh, you know wow I you know I've gone through seasons man, God is just blessing me so much right now. He's got me a building and I, an investor came on board and, and everything's going right and, and like we have this big project going and this is going well and we have this big project going on and this is going well and uh, you have all those things going and you're like, man, like how amazing um, all those things are, right? Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're going to go through these valleys, right? Like you could look at ours, for example, right? You could be like, man, you know, just recently, and you, if you haven't heard, I'm sure you will by the end of this, uh, if you, by the time this podcast come out, but like, again, the same side of that, right? Like, oh, like, you know, we got broken into like, oh man, that sucks. Right. Um, man, well, oh, and then also too, oh, and insurance most likely is in cover. Oh man, that sucks. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Oh man, this client, like they're not hitting well. Oh man, this client isn't hitting well. Like, oh man, like, okay, there's some things we have to work through on that side. So now you can look at that and some people will start to do that and start to question like, God, like, where are you at? Mm. Where are you at? Right. Like you were with me and now you turned your face from me and 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 you're not you're not walking with me. Right. And 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 what's going on? Like, oh, my whole life is in shambles. Right. And you're riding this roller coaster, you know, up and down hills and valleys. Right. And you got your mountaintops and your valleys. And so sometimes I think on the same side of that, we start to naturally as humans, we start to doubt. Mm -hmm. Right. Our shepherd. Right. And let that be shepherd in the sense of God, let that be our moms and dads, let that be our coaches, let that be our hitting coach, let that be our private uh, facility that we train at, let that be whatever that is, right? We start to doubt these things, right? We start to doubt our, ourselves, our abilities, all of those things that come in, right? And that's, an, that's a human characteristic that we all share, that it's a natural thing that doubt likes to slip in. Um, but I also think on the same side of that is, look, like the same thing is like when it says like, you know, God is the God of the hills and valleys, right? Is that with that is I think more than anything, and I'm now take this into a business side is something to think about with this is that, for example, when we go to invest, like when I go to invest in certain things for our business and, or if somebody is investing into our business or something like that, right? They're not investing or I'm not investing in something, for example, that is going to solve all of my problems or that it's always going to be right. So one thing that I pulled from you know, again, um, my business partner and also, you know, a good friend of mine, one, one of the things he always used to say on the same th- side of that is like when I would make pitches to other uh, businesses or, you know, again, other investors or anything like that, too, he'd be like, hey, Joey, always remember uh, that they're they're buying into you, not what you're selling. Mm-hmm. Right. What you're selling is only 10 percent. Right. Ninety percent is you. And what that means is like, hey, things are going to happen. Bad things are going to happen. Right. Right. Bad things are going to happen. Right. You're going to you're going you're gonna to go through valleys. Now, I'm investing in the character mm-hmm. of the person and how they're going to respond in, in that, right? And so when things do go wrong, how do you recover? What's the mindset? Is everything going to fall apart? Is it, We're going to go gasoline here and just going to implode the whole thing? Right. But, you know, what does that look like, right, when it comes into, like, you know, uh, tenacity? What does it look like to have be gritty, uh, resilient, all those other things, and, and to adapt and overcome, right? And so uh, that becomes a major skill. I think there's a book called Grit, if you haven't read that book, uh, that's based on, again, like some of the top successful people in every single industry. And that the, one of the common, uh, the most common characteristic between all of them is their grit score and how gritty they were um, across the board. And so I think on the same note of this is um, when we say baseball is an analogy of life. It's that same thing is just understanding that is that when we go into, uh, you know, baseball is going to be a lot like life. For example, Mike Trout last year went 0 for like 28 mm. at one point, right? One of the best hitters in the world, right? Uh, Mookie Betts for the first quarter of the year last year was like batting in the hundreds, mm. like was awful, was terrible, right? And then ended up finishing with a good year, but nobody remembers that. They just remember that he finished well, and but he struggled. He was doing really awful at the beginning part of the year last year, right? Um, and uh, I think with that within baseball, like, you know, I, th- I was talking about this in other sports. Sometimes we get this confused with all these other sports. For example, if you fumble four times in a row, you're not playing. Mm-hmm. If you drop, right, 10 passes, right, whatever that is, right, you're not playing. 
right. right? If you miss 10 shots in a row, like, you know, a lot of those, like a lot of those, you're not getting the ball, right? right? Or, you're, or they're going to be coaches going to be on you for, <laughs> you know, keep shooting, right? right? So you, you have these characteristics within baseball where it's like majority of the time you're going to fail. Like you could, and stats are deceptive, especially when you don't have these underlying stats that are really important. So like some of the things, like let's say you're 10 for 10, right? You could be 10 for 10 with five bunt hits, right? Right. Which is awesome. Good for you. You know, and also shout out to my boy, um, you know, lift small, bunt the ball. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shout out to my boy. Um, you know, you can have, you can have your, your five bunts. Awesome. Right. That That's in there too. Cool. And then also too, you got four hits on some BS, right? That, mm. you know, barely skimmed through the infield, sliced over the outfield, whatever, right? Okay, awesome, okay. Now you could look at that and go, oh, I'm 10 for 10. Like I had a guy I played high school with that batted over almost like 570 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And majority of his hits were like little ground balls to the right. infield, right? And he was just fast, right? So you can look at that and go, wow, man, like, okay, that's my batting. Okay, great, I'm happy you're getting hits. That's none of those things. But my point is, is that, you also have these other things that go into it. And again, that's why a lot of coaches employ those like hard hit, hard hit percentage mm -hmm. barrels, you know, quality at bats, all these other things that actually give you a process rather than focused on the result necessarily there um, that the process will lead to those results, right? How many quality at bats that I have today compared to how many hits that I have today? Because um, again, those valleys are going to come, right? Um, and they could be either way. The stats could be deceptive, right? Um, but I think one of the big things is just like, you know, with that going in is, is like, Hey, one of the stages can Im immediately be is that when things go bad, um, I immediately want to make a change. And so let me, let me give this uh, analogy though, too. It's like, if you got sick, so you switch doctors, like I got sick. So I went to the doctor, right? Okay. Well, yeah, but he's been going to you. And then all of a sudden he got sick, right? Or he got, you know, what is going on? Yeah, but that's the part of the mentor process. That's what you're here for in the first place, right? Is that um, one thing I've, um, you know, from my experience too, has been um, with really good coaches, they're not looking to place blame. Mm -hmm. They're immediately like, for example, we have a player playing at a, a, a power five and when they weren't hitting, their coach immediately reaches out and says, hey, what do you see? This is what we got. Did I do something? You know, did I do something wrong? Can we work on a session together? Can I hear, you know, again, what do you got? What are you guys working on? How would you go about fixing that? You're also their hitting coach, major league hitting coaches. A lot of times they do the same thing. They'll just reach out to me and say, Hey, you know, this, this is what I've been seeing. What do you guys been working on? What do you got? Um, yeah, I was going to do this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Can you talk to the player? Like they utilize my relationship with the player, mm -hmm. um, to take it to that other level where, um, a lot of other coaches that, you know, uh, it's very easy to like, there's this weird, war that can be started between like private side and 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 right. you know high school coaches or college coaches or or whatever right it's like you know you're not hitting because of this guy it's like uh, again it, it could go either way it's like it's like it's like if you're blaming a high school coach like your your player's not hitting because he's on your team yeah you know and there's a, a lot of context that obviously needs to be added there um but yeah i mean uh, i think the same thing i mean i know i have some stories there let's let's yeah. talk about uh your uh uh, what are some spells that you've gone through as a hitter? Uh, yeah. Well, well, first thing, first thing I want to point out is as I've, I've grown up and matured just through my playing career and then also coaching is I've realized how important it was, um, how important it was to understand who was leading me and how they communicate. Um, and so. Uh, a really, you know, famous leader in our uh, sports world, Nick Saban, mm -hmm. uh, down in Alabama. Um, this past year, something that, that stuck with me that I thought was a really special story was uh, there was a wide receiver uh, in particular on their team that had caught a pass and fumbled in a very big situation. And he immediately, the next drive, was the very first person on a slant thrown to. And basically afterwards was asked about it was like you know this is a really big situation and he goes uh, we know who he can be and who he is as a player and we didn't just because he made a mistake we didn't forget who he is and sometimes I think players can forget who they are mm -hmm. uh, which again it's part of the maturing process as a player yeah. every player every level at every age can yeah. go through that i don't i would say i would i wasn't i would say not even just uh as a player as a human mm. because again in life we all it doesn't matter like right now same thing too when i go through when i go through adversity 
right? Even now, maybe it's a higher level of adversity than I've faced in the past. Right. I can start to forget who I am and I have to get regrounded and I have to do this on a constant basis, right? So I think that maturation process is ever growing, right? And that you could be 80, right? right? You could be 15, mm -hmm. right? You could be whatever age, you know, like when you struggle, it's the same thing, right? It's uh, uh, but I definitely think again, to your point though, it's a process that sports can help us learn, but it's the thing that we're going to have to constantly do yeah. throughout our whole lives for sure. Yeah. But I, I thought that story was really special. Uh, one is a, he's an elite leader, uh, Nick Saban is, yeah. and he has a lot of incredible athletes that have played for him over the years. Um, and for him to uh, publicly talk about that process and, you know, I, I don't want my player to forget who he is mm -hmm. and I didn't forget who he is. And so the first play and also too, you know, Nick Saban's not calling every play of every game, but yeah. he does have say smart and the, and the coaches, you know, but beneath him or lateral to him, however you yeah. consider it, have yeah. say, and they're like, no, we're going to this guy first play, yeah, right? We're, we're going to make yeah. sure, uh, which I think is a really important uh, and pretty really smart, too, because maybe the defense, too, on the same side of that uh, game strategy, right. they're not thinking he's the first guy that's going to get the ball. So they put guys in somebody else. And then, yeah. you know, all of a sudden now he's a game player. He's yeah. a game player. Um, and I think, you know, literally, like you're saying to the other side of that is like uh, one of the stories I immediately thought of because I actually uh, gave some accolades to uh, Beth uh, at, LSU, at LSU last year because um, you know, even when like Taylor Pleasance last year, the beginning of the year was really struggling. One of the things I said to her, I was like, hey, like because she was crushing later in the year. And I, right. I went up and talked to her afterwards and I was like, man, you know, like how many coaches would have took her out of batting third? Right. Right. She's batting third in the middle of the best offense that's, you know, supposed to be right. LSU and this, that, that that's a major program. Right. So when like Taylor was struggling last year, um, one of the things I mentioned to Beth was just like, how when I looked at that and and um, she said she actually talked to Howard, right? And Howard and her had the conversation of, for example, she goes, she said, uh, I thought this was a great analogy. She brought it up and said, look, the team goes as she goes. If she doesn't hit, we're going to lose anyways. Mm. And I was like, wow. And then she goes, me and Howard talked about it and said, if Derek Jeter's struggling, do you take Derek Jeter out of the lineup? Do you move Derek Jeter? That's no, a, yeah, that's a killer. No, <laughs> you just leave Jeter where he is. Right. right. And you let him be and you trust that he's Jeter. Right. And he's going to figure it out. And maybe he needs to fall through. Now, this year, Taylor's having an insane year. Mm -hmm. Right. She's been crushing. She's the one that started the year crazy hot. Mm -hmm. Right. That's where she was. The op Last year, she was the cold. Right. She was like an explained opposite. Right. right. Um, again, she had battled through some injury stuff early and then some mental stuff and then got got her way through. Right. But again, along with that, it's like each year has had some crazy contrast between what the season looked like this to open. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that as a coach is like how many coaches could not handle that. Right. That they move them in the lineup. Oh, something's got to change. All that stuff. And I was like, mm -hmm. also, too, as a player. You know, and you got to know your players and see how they're going to affect. Some people, you know, would want to get pulled out of three hole. Hey, man, I just don't want the pressure. Right. right? Yeah. Other players would be like, man, like the confidence you have in me, right? That you're not pulling me like I'm batting. I'm yeah. the three hole. Like, and if you, you have confidence in me, either I ball or, yeah. I'm, you know, we'll figure it out later. But at the end of the day, like I'm here for a reason. You haven't forgotten who I am. Right. And that's what literally when you started talking about with the sign, I was like, I started thinking about that story mm -hmm. was how I remember that. And, you know, again, that's the calls that had a major, like a major program with the staff. Those are the things where, for example, what does that lead into where Taylor was only a sophomore last year. Now she's a junior, right? And now she might crush for the next two years and the relationship she's going to have with the staff remembering back when she was in her Valley, mm -hmm. how she was being treated, how people were talking to her, how her teammates responded, how her coaching staff responded to her, all those things. Um, and, you know, every day in and day out, like she stayed in the same spot in the lineup. It, there was crucial situations where she was struggling. I remember Taylor dropping down a bunt. Right. I remember, I remember, you know, her coming up and being like, man, like she's cold right now. It'd be better, better if there's another hitter up <laughs> right now. Right. But nope, like never pinched hit for her. Never like, nope, if she's going to, I'm, I'm trusting that she's going to figure it out. And again, if we lose with her, okay, that's fine. But either she gets hot or we're going to lose anyways. So. It is what it is. Yeah, and, and I think, too, the communication component between the two, the coaches and the players, super important in that process. Like you mentioned, like, hey, maybe this player in particular just doesn't like or can't handle the pressure of the three-hole, four-hole, 
um, the situations and at this moment at least, right? You know, I, I mean, it, we've all played at that level. I mean, you get a freshman that comes in and, you know, crushes it and gets yep. the two hole. It's like, okay, yep. maturity wise, you know, talent wise, mm -hmm. more than able. Yeah. Maturity wise, can they handle that? Yep. Hey, like you are reliant on mm -hmm. driving and runs now. Like yeah. You're, you're a dog. You're a guy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at that time in their career or where they're at mentally, it, they might not. That doesn't mean at the end of the year they couldn't. Like, no. I, that's exactly like my personal situation. Or maybe they didn't struggle. Yeah. They needed because they're a baby and put them in the two hole. And, yeah. you know, they might suck this year, but next year they're going to be your leader. 100%. Junior and senior year might lead your program. And now they have that experience about yeah. in the two hole. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's where, too, when you ask like some personal stuff, like, you know, I basically my whole college career about a night. You know, mm -hmm. I, I batted lead off my freshman year, and then I batted ninth my sophomore year. Yeah. You know, went flipped. Yep. And then went to, you know, after JUCO, batted ninth. Mm -hmm. And then my last year, actually, you know, first time ever not batting first or ninth, I hit seventh, which, you know, in my heart, that hurt a little worse than ninth, honestly. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> You're like, like, I'm second lead off, baby. I convinced myself on the same. But then, you know, by the end of the year, I'm, I'm, I'm leading off. Yeah. Um, and, and two, there's those again the the ups and the downs and the and the peaks and the valleys but again what i would i would say for me personally was what changed really wasn't anything i did physically uh, i was still always one of the first people there last to leave hard worker blah 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 blah. um you know all the prereq stuff that you know a lot of kids you know uh, have and should have um to be in some of those positions but i would say the biggest thing that changed was i finally communicated with my coach how i felt uh, what I felt was going on, what I was trying to do. Um, and so there wasn't a gap. And, and, and really, it, they didn't tell me I was right or wrong. Yeah. They just listened. Yeah. Which I know is, again, a particular coaching staff for them to have the willingness to listen to me. Yeah. Uh, well, and also, huge. but also a particular player that's willing to communicate. Right. And that's, and, and, and that's where I think it's the other thing as well. It's like, hey, like, like you said, right? It's really hard as a coaching staff when I'm just sitting from the outside and things aren't going your way, it's just like, like, are you doing anything? Are you moving? Right. It's like when we're not aligned with God. Right. It's like, are you doing anything? Are you moving? Mm -hmm. Like what, what, what are you doing right, right now? Right. Like I, I, I don't have any perspective. Like, what are you, you know, what are you doing? Right. And then Matt, then we go back to the opposite way where when you do get that perspective and you realize where God has been moving in the background, right. When then that's where it says like, when you don't know, you can't see God's hands, like trust God's character, mm -hmm. right? Is that same uh, mindset is like that boy is just falling and trying to, trying to <laughs> hold his eyes open. That's so funny. Uh, we're talking about tanky tanky over here uh, fighting for it. Off. There he is. He's trying, he's fighting to stay up. Um, but, um, you know, again, on the same side is like, obviously as you build rapport with athletes, you're like, Hey, like, I know he's working on things. Not up there. Just like, mm -hmm. uh, sucking. Like, for example, uh, I'm going to use this analogy, uh, too, with it is like, let's say one of our players in here is really struggling with something, right? Um, me with the rapport and relationship I have with you, I'm not sitting here thinking, well, man, Cody's just really just not working with these guys and he's doing blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't care. Blah, blah. You know, like again, my immediately, my mindset is along with it is like, look, I know Cody, Cody will do everything underneath the sun. Right. And is again, very aware of the situation. We'll do everything underneath the sun, um, to get your, you know, son to, you know, to hit or wherever that is. Right. So yeah. it or, went or daughter. And, or and, daughter. Or daughter. Yeah. yeah. And so. Yeah, you make sure it's flat in there. National Women's Day, that's what I'm talking about, baby. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, that same mindset. It's like, look, like we're going to do everything. And I know that our whole staff is has that heart, is that we're not just like, oh, we're going to collect some money from you guys and whatever happens, happens. Like, no, 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 like I'm in here with it. Like if anybody, if, if I'm your biggest fan, right? Like you're the biggest fan, right? I work with you day in and day out. I have this, you know, especially with you, within your performance and how you're doing. It's like, yo, know, like I'm in here with you. I'm in here with it, with you. Um, I'm not pointing fingers, you know, and the same thing, like protecting my ego and then day, like uh, all that stuff. Again, we've built a staff and a culture with that. That's like, it's not about, you know, what's going on. The whole point is, is about, you know, again, how, how do we respond? How do we recover? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, we can sit here and point, 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 but we're not getting anywhere. And at the end of the day, um, a lot of times what ends up happening, especially in those relationships is let's say somebody goes over 19, something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. They switch hitting coaches. They were in a Valley. They were slumping for a second. Then all of a sudden they get, they switch hitting coaches and they get three hits. Oh my God, mm. that fixed it. Yeah. No, dude. <laughs> I was, had a couple tough weeks. First off, you know, again, maybe I was hitting balls hard. Guys were diving, making plays, jumping, whatever, all these right. other things. Right. Maybe on the same side of that, I matched up against some of the toughest 
opponents that I'm going to have for three games in a row. And I put a whole bunch of pressure on myself because I needed to be the starter and I needed to be this, right. or maybe I needed a fire lit underneath me, right? Maybe I need, needed to suck. Maybe I was getting a little cocky. Maybe I was doing whatever that was, right? Like maybe that's part of it too. Um, I remember one day in college, the same thing, right? It was a double header, right? And I went 0 for 9 with 7 Ks, right? And even the two balls I hit, they weren't great. It was like to the pitcher, like, you know, topped like two to the pitcher. And I was just like, and finally my coach benched me. And I was just like, you, some people would take that as punishment. Like, oh, he didn't have confidence. I was like, thank God. Like, thank you. Like, I'm just please, I'm not in the right mindset. Right. I'm putting all this pressure on myself. And I, and you know, I've had uh, pro hitters that have done that too, where they go over, you know, 19 and they've struck out 12 times. Right. Mm. And I'll ask them, I'm like, Hey, are you physically that bad? Mm. Like, are you physically, does your swing that bad? And they'll be like, no. And I'm like, okay, so let's own four or five of those case. Fine. Right. What about the other seven? Well, yeah, I was in my own way, blah, 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 those things. I'm putting all this pressure on myself, all these things. Okay, okay. Now, that's part of you as a hitter, too, your mindset and how you recover from that. But, again, sometimes we forget. Um, oh, Tank's out now. Go ahead and switch the cam just so that people can see. Oh, that's a low. Like, I got you on a tilt. I got you on a tilt here. There he is. Snoozed out. Um, but, no, and then also, too, like, sometimes, sometimes we got a, uh, you know, we got that mindset that, hey, like, the burden is the blessing mm. and we we always just want the blessing we see blessing as things are always going well in my life well the valley is a blessing too mm -hmm. the valley is where i actually develop my skills so that when i do get to my mountain it isn't just a peak and i immediately fall back into my valley again anybody mm -hmm. could get there but staying there right. right is a whole nother thing right and being able to perform at this other level or when i do have a valley it's a lesser valley where i don't mm -hmm. plummet back to opposite way because i didn't actually learn any skills on the way up yeah. Right of climbing. I, I, I took an elevator up. Mm -hmm. Right. But the problem is, is the next mountain doesn't got an elevator. Mm -hmm. Right. Now I have to climb the mountain. I didn't learn any climbing skills the first time. Right. I just got someone took me on a helicopter to the top. Mm -hmm. And now when I actually have to do it. Right. I haven't developed the skills. And that's where the, the burden it actually becomes the blessing is my struggle is my strength. Right. And so I think on the same side of that is like you got to be knowing that. And this is where I uh, let me change gears into the guy that's 10 for 10, right? With eight extra base hits. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Right. You crushing it this year. Right. Don't have confidence that you're going to not you're only going to get hits. Right. Don't have confidence in your stats. Have confidence that if things go wrong. Right. You still know who you are. Mm -hmm. Right. And that you'll figure it out. And at the we'll, we'll I'm grateful when things are great. I'm grateful when I'm at top of the mountain. But I also need to be grateful when I'm in the valley mm -hmm. because I know I'm learning and becoming a better hitter now. And all of this is just feedback. And sometimes it's false feedback each way. Right. Sometimes I actually am playing. I'm out. It's uh, Zach Walters back in the day. He used to say this when me and him would talk. He would say, it's never as bad as you think and it's never as good as you think. Mm. Right. You're never as good as you think you are. Right. You're not. But you're also not as bad as you think you are. Yeah. You're somewhere there in, in between in the middle, right? And, you know, you're right. You're not an 0 for 12 hitter with 9Ks or whatever, right? But you're also not 15 for 15 with 8 doubles, yeah. all right? Or 8 homers, whatever, right? You're not that guy either, right? That's just you at your best and that's you at your worst, mm -hmm. right? How you manage the middle is where you become, you know, again, how well you manage the middle. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what we, you know, give that analogy. The same thing. I think it was, I always mix up who it is. But it might have been Lou Gehrig or... Ted Williams or something like that, right? When he gives the story where he's like, he's like, look, I got 500 bats a year, right? There's a hundred of them that I'm absolutely terrible. Like, a, you know, a little leaguer could get me out, right? And then I got a hundred of bats where you couldn't get me out. I don't care if you're Randy Johnson, mm -hmm. every single, you know, pitch, I'm, I'm, I'm locked in. Mm -hmm. How I manage those 300 in between is, is what makes me a hitter, right. right? Do I just give them away? Do I just, do I just fold, mm -hmm. right? Not do I have, you know, 300 bat at bats because I'm, you know, again, because of how I manage that time. And so I think that that's also the big thing, too, is like when you look into that, think about that in life, right? Let's say over your, over your lifetime, you got 500 at bats, right? And you got much more than that. But let's say you got 500 at bats, right? A hundred of those, you're going to be terrible. Mm -hmm. Like, again, someone that's younger with less experience with all those things could have made a better call, right? You, you fumbled the bag. Mm -hmm. Okay, right? Then you have a hundred where like where you can't miss, mm -hmm. Right. The market, the market conditions are perfect. You have you recruited the best players. Everything's falling your direction. Right. It's amazing. Great. You can't get out if you wanted to. 
you got too much momentum. Mm -hmm. But then you got the 300 in between, right? The, the market isn't in a perfect spot. Mm -hmm. The market isn't in a terrible spot, right? That everything isn't falling your way. Everything isn't falling away from you. But uh, where you are in the middle on how you manage that, right? And again, that's where baseball, again, uh, uh, goes in with life. Now, are you going to, let's say when you're in that, you know, 100 at bats where everything's going terrible, you're going to go home and blame your, your wife? Mm. You're going to go home and blame your kids. You're going to go home and blame your coaching staff. You're going to go home and blame everybody else. It's my boss. It's my this. It's my that. These, they're the problems. They're the reason all these other things. Look, it's never as bad as you think you are. That's all, also too, and you've also identified with your results. Mm -hmm. Stop that. It does, the, again, at the end of the day, all of that is feedback. And on the same side of that, um, I wanted, uh, I'll have you touch on this too, is I know this is spider web for you because we just recently happened, is – we don't need to go to the extreme, either no adjustments mm -hmm. or crazy radical adjustments. Right. There's things in between um, that with that as well. And, yeah, why don't you kind of open that up, too? Yeah, uh, I, I think, too, like you mentioned earlier, when things aren't going well is, hey, you know, I'm just going to abandon shit. I'm going to go do something completely different. Right. That's uh, human nature. We want to just completely abandon everything, but yep. also to everything's wrong. Yeah. Everything's wrong. <laughs> no matter what you do, but I, well, everything's terrible. Yeah, You could do everything perfect, but the results going to come out. Yep. Over, you know, yep. uh, it just doesn't matter. Right. Yep. And then, and then to, you have the, the conviction in what you're doing where no matter what's going on, I'm just not going to make any adjustments. I'm just going to keep doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Right? Like everything's right. I'm so perfect. So much confidence yeah. or conviction or arrogance in, uh, the the process and what i'm doing that you know i'm 0 for 10 with 8ks and i'm just not going to change anything because i'm you know i'm for doing sure. everything perfect well also too like you said everything's feedback if you're 0 for 10 with 8ks like probably not perfect yeah and two also it's baseball and it might be perfect and it like might be and it might be something like you said like subtle there right where yeah you're right it might not mean that i need a full swing yeah. change right now no. but it but it could mean that for example in game, like you're saying, is it could be a mindset adjustment. Maybe you're going into those at-bats and it might have nothing to do with your swing physically. Right. It could have everything to do with, again, pressure you're putting on yourself. Mm -hmm. I gotta start, I'm in spring, I have pro guys all the time. I'm in spring training, I'm only getting one at-bat a game. They go in there. Dude, first off, the pendulum is not even in your, right now, everything's kind of stacked against you, right? Mm -hmm. You got the pitchers are at their, their peak. Yeah. This is when they feel the best. Their workload has been the lowest. Right. They're ready to go. Hitting hitters time timings off. They feel like they're he-man. Every pitcher looks amazing typically in spring training, right? They only got an inning. They run out there, let it eat, and they're a starter or whatever, and then you won't see them again, right? But you're going out there like, man, everything's against me. Everything's against me. Oh, they're only giving me one at bat, all these other things. When maybe the mindset could also be a, an alteration shift of you going like, man, what a blessing and a gift it is that I get the bat right now. When I was a little boy, if you would have told me I get one at bat in spring training, mm. I'm in. Like, I'd have been up there, like, yeah, juiced, right? Not, not. oh, it's the eighth inning and this guy's throwing 90. I'd be like, bro, I don't care. Yeah. If you throw Randy, I got to face Randy Johnson. Yeah. Like, I got to face, this guy was throwing 98, and I had a chance, and I got a hit, right? Mm. But instead, when you start viewing it that way, and you start this perspective is flip-flopped, then you start, like, um, having resentment for the bat, mm -hmm. right? Like, I was doing, is like, man, I don't even want right. to hit today, bro. Right. Like the bench me coach, I'm done with this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and that's where you're kind of talking about too. It's just, it's not all or nothing yeah. or and everything in between. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what too. I, I watch quite a bit of golf uh, here and there when I have free time. It's just always been interesting to me. Um, and I always think it's uh, it's interesting when you can kind of watch their their process. Um, and they're talking about uh, with their caddy, like, hey, this is how I've been hitting this club recently, and here's the lie, and you know, here's the particular hole we're on, and this is how I've been hitting this club, so maybe I'm not going to go with this club, but on the next hole, I might use this club based on the lie and what hole it is, right? It's like, yeah. it, it's not a drastic, like, he's not changing his whole, you know, swing. It's not, it's not, he goes one club up, one club down, just a slight change, right, based on the, the, the environment, the situation that's going on, right, is, or hey, I'm, I'm going to swing this exact same club 75%. Like I'm, I'm gonna just swing this club slightly different, a slight mindset change. I'm gonna try to drop this thing at, you know, 100 instead of 150 yards, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, and I, and I like that analogy or that that thought process through golf, because in baseball, I think it's so easy to go extreme. Like, yeah. Hey, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go from, 
<laughs> I love this one growing up is you got your A swing and you got your two strike. There's like nothing in between. It's like, yeah, yeah. well, you know, so you got your all or nothing haymaker punch or you got your just yeah. little, like, I'm just going to tap you. Like, yeah. there's so much in between that when yeah, it comes for sure. to every sport. Like, yeah, yeah. that's like saying, I'm going to shoot a half court shot or I'm going to shoot a layup. Like, bro, what? Yeah. <laughs> or, or you just said like literally within like just the sport of literally like MMA, right? Or boxing or something like that. I don't have a haymaker or just a counter punch and that's it. Right. I have all these other punches and options I can go to mm -hmm. within particular situations, within certain spacing, within all these things that I can get off these other type swings. And like, I think that's the same thing with that is like, hey, this guy's charging me. Right. Like when Aldo charged McGregor. Yeah. Right. And he steps back and whack and it's this, you know, this counter hook. Well, his counter hook. Right. Is nasty. Mm -hmm. Now, is it his number one punch? Right. No. But it's also now. His hook and his left hand, his, especially his straight left hand, is his number one punch, mm. right? But that's a real, that's an amazing option for the situation, mm. right? That he's going to as the guy steps in, whack, he hits him with that 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 check hook, right? Right, and so that's a, such an amazing um, option, and again, it leads to a knockout there, um, and that's that part of like learning as a hitter, right? Is mm -hmm. Is, you know, because some people will argue, and I've definitely argued this point as well, right? Like, yeah, Trout's going to go 0 for 28, but he's not going 0 for 28 against your high school teams no. or something like that, right? But also, too, he matured to that point, right? right? Where when he was in high school, not saying that he went 0 for 28, right? But just to say that on, on top of that, right, there's times where he didn't hit, right? right. There's times where he went and struggled, too. And also, too, you got to remember on the same side of that, that, yeah, if your basement was still, like, Trout's basement yeah. is a... 99% of everybody in the entire world that plays baseball, yeah. right, is your ceiling, yeah. right? Not even your ceiling. He's still, his ba his worst day is still that, right? So you got to understand that too. He's so good that when he's bad, he's still pretty good, mm -hmm. right? How good are you when you're bad, mm -hmm. right? That's that other, that other side. Now, again, that's a mixture. It's not just movement, strength, athleticism, all that other stuff too. It's all of these things where they thought said that speech inch by inch, <laughs> we're going to get them inch by inch, right? You build up every different facet where again, his mental game, his athleticism, his strength, all these things, these things all raise his basement. Um, they all raise his basement so that he has an opportunity um, to do that. Right. So like that's becomes on that same side of that is like, you know, again, one of the main points that I'd really want to drive home is when these things are happening with you, um, with your, within your team, it's like, first off, all your hitting coaches, all your coaches should be on the same team. Right. Because we all want the same thing. Yeah. What does the private side not want the guy to hit? Yeah. Does, does the hitting coach at the school, does he not want the guy to hit? Does the head coach at the school want, not want the, does the strength guy he has not want the guy to hit? Does the, everybody wants the guy to perform, right? right? So if you in, start having that mindset, and you're not assuming like, oh, this guy's trying to get money from you and this guy's trying to do this. And the high school coach doesn't know what he's talking about because of this X, Y, and Z. No, no, no. We're all on the same team, mm -hmm. right? We're all pulling the same boat in the same direction when it comes into where we want to go. Now, we might disagree on how we're going to get there. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. But also, too, on the same side of that, like as a head coach, at some point you hire your coaches, right? And it, that would be us as well, right? Like mm -hmm. there's these other people that are on your staff, right? Just a remote. And yeah. a different location that are trying to help you mm -hmm. achieve the same goals. We all want the same goals, right. right? We all want to win. We all want the player to perform, right? Now, when you open that door and you go and have that conversation, that opens up a whole nother thing. And you should be, you should know every, like, again, great hitting coaches in the MLB now know all the private hitting coaches and build relationships because they know that those guys are going to go and hit. Yeah. High school coaches need to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. You should know locally all the guys that they hit with. They're going to go hit with them no matter what. You don't have the time with a hit with everybody. Yeah. Also, too, on the same side of that, again, the private coach doesn't want the guy not to hit either. It's, right. Again, it's bad for business. Yeah. It's not It's not good for the player. It, and, again, with the relationships that we have with players, the last thing we ever want is for somebody to struggle or whatever that is. And the same exact thing for the high school coach, too, the same thing. Like, hey, if you're doing something at practice that might be hindering them, let's say they're not even hitting at practice because you've been prioritizing other things. Let's say the stuff that you are doing at practice is hindering how the, maybe the approach that you have as a team is hurting them. Maybe you're making every player take first pitch strike. Right. Maybe these things are really problematic. Right. And at the end of the day, we all want results. Right. So we need to have that relationship where we can, you know, we could talk about these things and figure that out. Right. And also, too, you should also want that as well, because, again, private facilities. Guess what? We got youth guys, too. Yeah. You don't think that we recommend what high schools they should go to? Yeah. 
right? So all of the top hitting coaches, uh, sorry, all the top coaches in town that have some of the top programs, mm. we generally have pretty good relationships with, yeah. right? Because their players are going to come train, f- train with us. And on top of that, they know that we're going to feed, we're like a feeder mm. for them. We feed into those programs, the programs that you have, you know, uh, and then also too, we have programs that are not as good, but the coaches also use us as a resource to help develop their teams. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that all comes back to, again, on the end of that, is just like that, obviously, that egoless, uh, you know, as a head coach, what you can actually do mm-hmm. uh, to get guys results. But I, I do want to put on that same side of that is like, hey, the one thing I just want to drive in there is when things go bad, remember that on the same side of that is the character of your coach or who you're going to. And again, if that coach, when all of a sudden you're not hitting bad, starts pointing fingers and all of a sudden or on the other side of that, uh, starts blaming you or any of this, like, no, 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 like, hey, the character would be like, hey, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. It's me and you against the problem. Right. Not me versus you. Right. Right. Um, that's where it becomes an ego thing. Mm-hmm. When in reality, like, we're on the same team, man. Right. Like, like, I'm a resource for you. I never want to be your only resource. I think you should have multiple resources, yeah. but bring that information. Let's talk about it. Right. Um, I'm not afraid for you to have other doctors' opinion. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but on the same side of that, like we got to talk about what, you know, what's actually going on. So like we, you know, someone can actually help mm-hmm. because the same thing's going to happen, right? Let's say you went over 15, right? And then all of a sudden you go see another hitting coach. Other guy starts hitting first off over 15. I wouldn't even consider a slump or whatever that is. That's, that's, that's yeah. not even a lot of bats. Yeah. Um, that's like four games. So like you, you, you go into those, those same things like, um, and you look at that and you go, okay, Hey, here's the problem, right? How do we fix the problem? Uh, this is what I'm struggling with. And it becomes that relationship. And that's where when I go through that, for example, with God, right? Let's say I go through a valley, right? God brings me through it. Well, guess what? Next time when I go, I'm entering a valley, I'm going to run back to God again, right? But now this time, it's a little bit more adversity. I'm struggling a little bit more. And I start to battle with my faith, right? right. Okay, well, I follow him when, okay, but it, yeah, but this time, God, it's been five months, <laughs> right? Okay, boom. Next time it happens, it's something's only happening for two months, blah, blah, blah. It's disagree. Well, yeah, I have no problem trusting God. Well, guess what? A year from now, all of a sudden, these things happen. And, man, I've been having a bad year. Mm-hmm. You know what? Do I still have trust in God? Do I have faith that he's going to deliver me? You know what? I'm Noah. I have 100 years. He told me to build this ark, right? What does my faith look like for 100 years when people are making fun of me, telling me what, you know, my relationship, my guy, my sky daddy, my, you know, imaginary friend, my X, Y, and Z, right? All those things happen. Okay, great. What does that relationship look like where adversity is constantly, again, going to make you lean more into your faith or pull away and your distrust is going to be there? And I think the same thing, too, is like as we build that relationship with God, we also have a relationship with other human beings, including our coaches, including Mm -hmm. our parents, including these other things, is that my confidence doesn't come from me getting hits, Mm. right? My confidence doesn't come. My confidence comes that if I don't get hits, it's okay. Yeah. If I don't get hits, we're going to figure it out. We're going to keep it's, – it's not okay like I want to fail. Right. It's okay like, one, okay, that doesn't mean that I'm a terrible baseball player, right? Also, two, it doesn't mean what people think about me as a baseball player has shouldn't have a dictation on who I am as a person and my confidence in myself and or if I have any value right. as a human being because I have I went five for five today, so I have value, but tomorrow yeah. I go 0 for 5 and I have no value. Yeah. Again, that's a roller coaster that you don't want to ride, especially within baseball, mm-hmm. right? And parenting, coaching, you don't want to en- encourage that that environment um, by, you know, always rewarding your kids for, you know, again, reward them for process, right? Don't reward them because I got five hits today. Reward them for process and how well they stuck to that process and the culture that that builds mm-hmm. because that will lead, like, again, when Nick Saban, another example, where he goes, he goes, we don't worry about winning. If we do what we need to do, we'll win, mm-hmm. right? Like that's that's what it, I worry about my process. If I worry about my process, the wins will come, the hits will come, right. the the homers will come, the doubles will come. I'm focused on my process, and even too sometimes again, don't forget that process is what you were using during the fall when you were crushing. Mm-hmm. That process is what you were doing during the summer when you got looks. That process is also happening. For example, like you take like uh, uh, you know certain things like hey during the fall I crushed when I went and played for Team USA I crushed, and then all of a sudden I started struggling in season, and now it's my process. Right. That all that needs to change. It needs to be radically changed. No, no, no. What I was doing when I was crushing is the same thing I'm doing now. Now, do I might might need to take a small slight alteration? Sure. Maybe we need to talk about approach wise. Maybe we need to change something that's happening mechanically. Maybe my swing has changed Mm -hmm. since fall, since those other things. Okay, let's talk about those things rather than rather than falling into this radical 
the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Nothing else matters. Let's melt the house, burn. You know, I got one tire pop. Let's pop all the four tires and, you know, like, you know, throw, throw a brick through the windshield. It's just like, yeah. again, like calm down. It's not a complete loss, right? I don't need to go buy a whole new car, mm -hmm. right? And that's where it becomes, again, that maturation process is knowing how to manage that in between and knowing that the, like that process is, again, then as you get experiences and you become that more mature hitter, just like, again, I get more mature in my faith, is now when crazy things happen, it's like I trust so much in God's character now and how, you know, again, how he's going to work in my life. Right. And if it's not good, he's not done. And me trusting in those things that, again, I can run back into that. Right. And that's why it's so important to stay plugged in. It's so important to have those conversations. It's so important to be in community, to be reading the word, to be all those other things. Maybe it's a reminder looking back at my old footage, maybe all these things right where I'm plugged in um, and having some of those things as well. Um, and also it might just be a thing where I fell away where. I stopped having fun and I made it a job, mm -hmm. right? And now I'm putting all this pressure on myself because my perspective, again, I've slipped in perspective. Everything else is the same except for my perspective. Right. And my perspective has now changed and maybe that's what I need more than anything is a perspective switch. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think things like, um, oh man, I'm gonna wear the yellow panties because these are what make mm -hmm. me hit, mm -hmm. right? Is things like that, right? These, these type of uh, slump buster activities, right? That, <laughs> that all players will do. And one thing or another to break out of a slump, right? If that's, you know, whatever, spinning around five times, wearing these socks, whatever those things are, they can help with the perspective change of like, they give hope. They can give me a, a moment of hope there. Right. Um, and, and I just, uh, um, if you want some uh, more insight on that, baseball players, make sure you go read uh, uh, Jesus by the well, okay? If you go drink this water, you don't need no more hope from anywhere else. All right, you don't need no extra water, all right? I'm just plugging that real quick. But I think that's a big piece is just like understanding that is that, you know, again, uh, again, if I'm riding that roller coaster, it's going to be a long road. It's going to be really hard to navigate. Yeah. No, and I, and I think, too, uh, from the last couple of years transitioning from playing to coaching, uh, it's just really reiterated to me how much power coaches and parents have in yeah. players' lives yep. uh, and really being aware of yep. what you're saying and telling them and showing them. Mm -hmm. uh, that Ultimately, as a player, there's nothing I wanted more than my coach to just be proud of what I was doing and mm -hmm. agree and enjoy watching me, you know, commit to their process, right? Yeah. And and a lot of players, and you know, you got players out there that don't care, but yeah, for the most part, a lot of a lot of players, they just want to, you know, they want to please you as a coach, and they want yep. you to be happy with them. Mm -hmm. And same thing as a parent, and 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 it it to be unconditional, right? That it's yeah. not like when I'm five for five, I'm I'm your best buddy yeah, on the and team, and then I'm zero for five, and then you don't want to talk to me today, or yeah. you're not going to give me a ride home, or you're the parent in my ear yeah. on the way home, like, man, why are you doing that? You're embarrassing our whole family. It's yeah. just like, all right, bro, all right, yeah. calm down. And, you know, and, and with that too, though, is the as a player, I was this way. I, I would literally do what you would tell me, and it was a cue that was to try to get me to do something different, mm -hmm. but I would literally do what you were telling yeah. me, thinking like, hey, I want you to just pound this into the ground. Yeah. I will literally pound the ball straight into the ground. You know, and, and too, like the, the cue that they were doing, they're seeing something, they're trying to get me to, to overcorrect what I was doing mechanically, right? But I will literally go to ends meet, I'm gonna hit that ball straight down. Yeah. And then I'm still 0 for 10. You know, how am I supposed to, you know, how am I supposed to play? I'm 0 for 10. Yeah. But I'm doing what you say. Yeah. And so understanding that power that you have as a coach and as a parent with players from someone who's not too terribly far removed from playing. Yeah. Um, and can speak with conviction on that is super important. And the yep. same thing as a coach is uh, that's helped me really understand, like, hey, and that's why communicating again, going back to it is so important. Like, hey, this cue, this is what I'm telling you to do. This is yep. what I want you to feel. Yeah. This is what it looks like. Right? For sure. I'm, uh, you're not hitting the ball off home plate right now. I'm yeah. telling you to think about hitting it off home plate or feel like you can. Mm -hmm. But the results, you know, a line drive over the shortstop's head, whatever. For sure. Right? It's like, I, I don't literally want you to hit it off home plate. And that's where that communication, yeah. um, why I think that's so important. But uh, understanding the power that, yeah. you know, you hold as a coach and, like, you know, we hold as coaches yeah. uh, with a lot of these players um, is super important as well when it comes to the adjustments and uh also too you know if they were to come to one of us and say you know here's the deal and then we start 
hey, it's everyone else's fault. We're perfect. You know, we're 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 not making any adjustments. That type of player. For sure. You know, that's also you know yeah. that power that we hold. Like we're training that player to then do that. Yeah. Well, I'm not the problem. It's there. Well, now yeah. I'm gonna go to a different school, and then a different school, and then a different school, well, and, then and then a different school. And well, now you've got four schools under your belt, for sure. and you've gotten one year of you know eligibility. Like you've only used one year of eligibility. Like for sure. You've never. You can't played. just run from yeah. place to place and right. learn how to communicate w- from well. And I think yeah. I think the other part is like you just get into is that same thing of just like, hey, and uh, again, would challenge all coaches and leaders, parents, all those other things too, and you as a player as well, is, yo, like these interactions and like how you deal with this stuff is like, look, if you don't keep growing, and this is the challenge for coaches, parents, all those things, if you don't challenge, you know, your own mindset and your mindset is it's somebody else's fault and all these other things and you haven't grown and you haven't grown in those areas, well, guess what? Your traumas, your things are going to leak into your players. Mm-hmm, yeah. Your insecure leaders create insecure followers. Yep. That's how it all works. Anybody that's looking, and then again, in this uh, place of um, um, not abundance, but the opposite side, uh, scarcity, scarcity, right? It has this scarcity mindset. You're going to push that into your players that, oh my God, it's running for me. The sky is falling, right? Because you're the leader. Mm-hmm. So they're seeing that from you. If you all are painting that picture all the time, that's how they're always going to feel. Mm-hmm. And so before we kind of get in uh, to prayer here is like, well, I'll kind of leave with this quote, right? Is the, um, well, we get into with uh, uh, Edgar Martinez, right? With that, qu- that quote I always say, right? Is he talked about, he's like, the difference between me and a young hitter is when they're 0 for 10, they start to doubt their ability. When I'm 0 for 10, I know I'm due. Mm-hmm. And that difference in mindset, right, is just like he knows who he is. He hasn't forgotten who he is. I'm Edgar Martinez. They're going to name awards after me. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Hall of Fame hitter. This is what I do. I hit. I figure things out. I overcome. Not I go 10 for 10, Mm -hmm. right? It's my process, who I am, my character, all of those things. It's like, yo, this is what makes me good. It's not not that I don't go 0 for 10. It's how I respond. Right. And also, I know who I am. And again, I haven't forgotten who I am in my position. So um, on that note, let's pray it out. Huh, mm-hmm. Coke? All right. <laughs> Look at Tank. Tank. Mm-hmm. Good job, boy. Um, Darren, Father, uh, thank you so much for bringing us here. Uh, God, uh, just ask that all the, you know, coaches, players, um, everybody around the uh, nation, the God that is um, looking for hope in these moments and also to maybe. Uh, on top of the mountain or maybe in the valley. Um, may you remind them uh, that you're the God of uh, the valley and the mountaintops and that uh, you're always there and um, our confidence should become from leaning in you and not uh, leaning into our own understanding or what we see with our eyes, but our faith. Um, and also to uh, let that be the, the light that guides us and that we don't get distracted by the storms uh, or the sunshine, God. Um, and, and, and also, too, not by the blessing, uh, not that we're walking on water, but that you're, you're the one that's helping us walk on water. And I just keep our eyes focused on you. Um, we know that when we f- keep our eyes focused on you, um, you're going to lead us through a way. And even sometimes what we perceive as burdens are, are the blessing in disguise. And uh, remind us of that, God. And um, we pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, until next time, Farm System out.